Hello and welcome to another episode of So Fly. It's the beginning of June and spring is in full swing. I like that <laughs> little rhyme I gave you there right off the top of the show. Um, fishing season's in full swing <laughs> as well, which is amazing. Uh, my name is Mitch and we've got Yelma on the show. Hey everybody, it's Yelma. And we've got Aldo. Hey everyone. And we've got a, a very special guest on the show today, an incredible angler um, from Portland. We've got Kayla Lockhart on the show. Kayla, how's it going? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank I'm you. in so, Portland, Oregon, not Maine. <laughs> Portland, Oregon, not Maine, yes. <laughs> very, very important <laughs> distinction there. West Coast. Yes. How's the weather out there? It's gorgeous today, actually. Oh, yeah? I, yeah, I think I enjoy it, but it's really nice today. Awesome. So good. Oh my God. Yeah. Out West is like a whole thing. I mean, we want to talk about like your fishing life. Kayla is uh, a fly fisher on the West coast and, um, um, we're going to get into your fishing background and talk a lot about, uh, sort of the type of fish you catch out there and where it all began. Um, but before we get started today, I just wanted to shout out 40 Creek. Uh, what are we drinking today, Aldo? Oh man, I'm drinking some 40 Creek copper pot stilled whiskey. Uh, Kayla, what are you drinking over there on the West coast? Drinking anything? Um, yeah, it's an omission beer out of Portland, too. <laughs> oh, omission. Is that that's a gluten-free beer, right? It is. Yeah, it's so damn good, though. It is good. They use this crazy enzyme that, like, they brew it with gluten, and then they take the gluten yeah. out after. So it still tastes like a beer. It, yeah. It, it's, it, yeah, it's the, it comes the closest by all from my experience, at least. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I, drink, I drink a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to know of that beer either, so I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, well, so we're drinking whiskey. We've got some beers going, uh, and we're just ex- excited to talk to you. Kayla Lockhart is a, you know, you've uh, kind of, I don't know, you blow, you're blown up. You're on Instagram. You're on the Reddington <laughs> feed. You, you're catching permit. It's uh, We can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, I've had a good year. <laughs> I think I've used up all my luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You've been out fishing yeah, a lot? I mean, I just got, I mean, I spent four years trying to get a steelhead, and I got two this year, and really great ones that are huge, and then I caught my biggest permit, um, I just have been, and then I got a, I went to Columbia, and I caught Payara, and a record peacock bass, a sardinita, and Oh, and it's only it's only June, so we'll see what the rest of the year has for me. Yeah, I don't know what else I could do. We're all staring at each other like that. Sounds like the most amazing thing ever. Insane start to the year. I might just have to retire. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. We're we're just in May. I like go back and I catch some trout, and I'm like. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I still love trout. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Why don't we jump yeah. back to the beginning then and find out a little bit where where you came, where you're from originally and where did you learn to fly fish? How did it all begin for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm from Minnesota and I lived there my whole life until I moved to Portland. Um, I'm I, I'm the second oldest of seven girls, and so my dad didn't have any boys, and I was kind of like the only one that was a little bit interested. So we um, I started, I mean, I started with just your, your regular Snoopy rod as a kid and, mm-hmm. and slowly got bored of that. And I was hunting white-tailed deer and I've always wanted to fly fish, but I didn't know anyone that knew how. And I kind of just always went to my dad for everything, I guess, to teach me. And so that was one thing where he's like, yeah, I, I can't teach you that. So you got to figure that one out on your own. <laughs> and so I signed up for um, classes at the fly shop, Bob Mitchell's fly shop in Minnesota and and he just had like 101, and it was winter in Minnesota, not the best time to start. So I just, 
I honestly started tying flies before I even ever casted a fly rod into the water. And then I finally got out um, in March there and caught my first brown trout on dry. And I was like, yep, this is tight. <laughs> I kind of just never looked back <laughs> since then. That's so rad. What what was it that got mm-hmm. you interested in fly fishing and fly tying? Um, well, for me, um, I, I mean, I always definitely used getting outside as a, a mental release. Um, I, you know, I, I very much internalized everything when I was a kid. And so holding all that in, you can only go so long without it affecting your mental health. And so I, I quickly realized at a young age that like just going to the water in general, not even fishing per se, but going to the water already helped. But, um, just fishing with a conventional gear, it wasn't fully occupying my brain. And when I started fly fishing, it was like the first time where my brain like was only focused on the task at hand. Like there's so many little things that are involved in fly fishing. So it, it makes it a lot easier to fully be present in the moment. Cause you have to be watching your line, you're casting, you're, mm-hmm. you're physically and mentally fully into the sport that you're doing and the task at hand. And so once I started fly fishing, I was like, it, it was, incredibly helpful for my anxiety that I struggle with and just clearing my head and and mentally just has made me a better person so yeah. I a lot of us can relate figure to that, that out though yeah, yeah no that's an amazing I mean amazing thing that you got like it took you into that and kind of helped you you know almost just sort of you know cope through that stuff so this is gonna come up later but can you talk a little bit about the mayfly project by any chance yeah um I mean I was just on Instagram and I, I somehow stumbled upon it. I can't remember, you know, how you just go through the black hole of clicking and clicking and clicking mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, how did I get here? And, and I found their page a couple of years ago, actually. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this? I need to be a part of it. Um, my sister who just aged out of foster care, cause she just turned 18. Um, and I was through the system with my sister as I was a kid. And so I was just fully resonated and I was like I need to be a part of this this is amazing and so I called and they were they like you need to sign an application and it was really easy you just go on the website and I put an application in I was like I want to be a mentor and, and then they go through an interview process to like make sure you're a good fit and um, and that's how I met Caitlin Barnett who did the story of me in, in the magazine um, the Fly Fisherman magazine that was and, an awesome article yeah yeah she did a great job writing it it was uh I mean, it was kind of like my, I mean, I don't talk about it ever. And I, I didn't really expect to. She's just like, oh. I just started talking about it when I wanted to do the Mayfly project because I knew that it would, you know, resonate to her. Like, obviously, I'd be a good fit for the kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I was I was just telling her, because I'm like, I literally need to do this. Like, this is right on my alley. And, and then she's like, holy shit, like, I want to do a story on you. And I was like, on me? Why? And she's like just let me do it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and she killed it. She did a great job. Um, I mean, it was definitely not easy. It's still not easy. I mean, I, it's something that'll always not be easy for the rest of my life to talk about, but, mm-hmm. but after I did, oh my, the amount of people that reached out to me, like I had, I had like 12 year old kids messaging me saying that they, they read it and they've been trying to fly fish and like they're in foster care and like, if I, they're like, they look up to me and they're like, you can get out of it and be successful. Like I can, I was like, Oh my God, I don't know how to, like, I, it was hard to process. It was like so overwhelming yeah. to be even kids saying that. I'm like, Oh my God. Like it's because obviously you don't think of yourself that way ever. And so when you have someone saying these things, you're like, well, I feel like I got a little bit of a responsibility now though. Like it comes, so it's a little bit, um, a weird yeah. feeling, I guess. 
No, it's really amazing that, you know, the, the fly fishing world sort of has, um, you know, been there to sort of combine with, with your other experiences and just like, you know, create that for you and, and be able to help yeah. other people is really cool. You know, like that's, that was what really pushed me to tell my story too. Like, obviously I, I mean, I struggled with, should I, should I not? But I just kept going back to being like, if I was a kid and I were to hear this and see this, like it would have made a big difference. I, I truly believe that I would have. I, and I yeah. still to this day be like, if I, you know, like had, I don't know, conventional fishing, definitely like it, I, I loved to do it when I was a kid and, but it didn't give me the mental like healing, I guess. Like, I don't know. Cause like with fly fishing, I can go in the water. I cannot say a word and it will feel like I just like did a session of talk therapy. Like you just get that release because you're so involved in it and it really decompresses me for me at least. And so if I had that with a kid, I feel like it would have, it would have helped me through some dark times. And so if, if it helps a kid and wants to try it now, like, Oh man, I watched that makes my day. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. this would be a great podcast, man. We've already bit off so much amazing <laughs> stuff here. Like. So sorry for our listeners who might not know the Mayfly project. It strives to mentor foster. Oh, yeah. ch- no, no, it's all good. Mentor. I missed that part. <laughs> no, so do we, so do we, so, so do we. we. So yeah, for, for our listeners, um, what is a Mayfly? It's my understanding that it's like a, a mentoring program for kids in the foster um, uh, system to mentor them through fly fishing on the water kind of thing. Is that, am, yes. I, am I somewhere yes. near where? It's pretty much spot on. And okay, great. so Jesse Westbrook, he's the one who started it, him and his wife, and then Caitlin Barnett is a co-founder with it. And and Caitlin's out of um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And Jesse, I, I'm blanking on where he's from, but South Midwest area. But, um, so they started it and and it just kind of blew up. They would just reach out to group homes and say, "Hey, we want to take the kids in your group home out fishing and and they provide all of the gear. They and so the kids don't have to do anything on their own. They just show up and be willing to learn and and you know not everybody is going to be willing and wanting to learn how to fish. That's definitely not everybody's idea of fun. Yeah. So you can have some kids that just enjoy just being on the water mm-hmm. sitting in the water if it's hot some kids really get into the bug and the etymology part process of it and you're just going through picking up rocks and explaining them the different life cycles of the bugs that's sometimes what kids love and then some kids want to catch a fish and are very competitive about it and then other kids are just really into the cast so you have a whole spectrum of all of these kids and you have a group of them and, and you usually have about two to three mentors so it's not just you teaching everybody and you kind of just split up and each mentor has like their little thing of what they're good at and they kind of split it up with the kids and you just have a day on the water where the most importantly, they're just not being talked they're, they're just not being forced to talk about, you know, so what happened to you as a kid? Why are you in foster care? You get mm. constantly, you're meeting with social workers right. and you are, you're just constantly reminded of how shitty your life is. And so to me, that's, the thing that struck me as the most um, intriguing thing about it is because they're giving a space where they're with adults, but in a positive way. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, when I struggled with it, my biggest thing was, is I just, I hated adults. I didn't trust them. I didn't want to talk to them because anytime adult was around me, it was something negative. Like I was either having to talk about what was going on or it was because I was like switching homes or like something. It's always negative. And so I, I never had that great experience with adults as a kid. And I struggled with that. A lot and so I think that any program to just give them a positive experience to not have to think about it and just enjoy it is the biggest mm-hmm. 
What were some of the things about it that, like, when you got into fly fishing, that kind of helped you the most? Like, what did you find when you first started fly fishing? Like, what what were some of the aspects? Um, I mean, the biggest one was just that it helped me with, I struggle still to stay with anxiety really bad, and, and I can get caught. I'm a huge overthinker, constantly worrying, and constantly, like, that worry rat person, and so fishing just... Fishing and dirt biking are the two things I've ended <laughs> in my entire life that have turned my brain off. Like when I'm fishing, I'm constantly like reading the water, you know, looking at my flies. I'm only thinking about what I'm presently doing. And in this day, it's so hard to be present anytime. Like we're in such, we live in such busy life. We're constantly thinking about like, did I do this? Oh, this isn't done. I need to get this done. And then you're, you're going from, spot to spot to spot and your brain is just scattered and fishing just turns that off and lets me just chill out and and also like when I'm just struggling with the issues like if something comes up and I'm having some mental issues and I can't process it fishing helps me just chill and relax and and realize that you know sometimes you don't figure stuff out sometimes you just got to let things unfold in life and let it figure out for itself but for me I just have the personality where I need to know what's going to happen. And, and so fishing lets me just chill out. And <laughs> same with dirt biking. Like when I'm on a trail, I can't think about anything else or I will die. <laughs> so <laughs> I have... <laughs> fair, fair, and fair. So those are the two things that I'm lucky enough. I'm, glad, I'm just glad I found it. I mean, there's, there's, it's crazy, but there's people out there that, that don't have, they haven't found that, that they don't know what they can do to help them. And I'm, for example, my sister is one of them. And you know, she had the same life as me growing up. We lived together, so I know what she's been through, and I know that she struggles. But she's someone who she doesn't have an outlet. She doesn't have anything she enjoys. She's she's still trying to find out what her hobby is in life, and so it's it shows it says a lot. I mean, it's, it's something to remind yourself about too, to feel just really appreciated that you you found something that helps you and you enjoy it, because not everybody finds that. Yeah, something to appreciate, and I feel like it, people don't. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of people don't. It's amazing that you had both dirt biking and fly fishing. I mean, I, I get dirt yeah. biking like for sure is the same a similar sort of thing. I actually grew up dirt biking and fly fishing too, and dirt biking no, is that's so funny. yeah, it's totally yeah. like that similar outlet where you're just like it's like a relaxing thing, you know, mm-hmm. especially riding trails. It's just like mm-hmm. it's chill. So I, I totally yeah, get and, what you and they're both a little bit like I mean they're well, not a little bit they're both very challenging and just me I like a challenge always yeah. I I can be a little bit competitive with myself where if I don't do something exactly right, sometimes I'm a little hard on myself. And so, but I try to keep it in a healthy way, but fishing and dirt biking are both things that you, you constantly want to be improving on from the last time you go out. Yeah. So that means your flies are perfectly tied. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say if your flies are perfectly tied? Yeah. <laughs> perfectly tied. You're a perfectionist. I can relate. Yes, I was. And I, oh man, my first, fly I ever tied up on Mitchell's he was like all right we're gonna start with the prince nymph and it was like size 22 and I was getting so pissed with the <laughs> the wings I was like trying to have the wings perfectly like symmetrical like I was like measuring with my fingernail to put them apart and he's like they don't have to be perfect calm down <laughs> I was like I was like nope they do <laughs> and I was like this is not a good fly for me to start with <laughs> Such a small fly, yeah. yeah. Seriously, so I mean, my God, I was gonna, I was ready to throw that vine. So I was getting so frustrated. But then once I completed it and I like sat through it all and yeah. did it all, I was like so stoked. <laughs> but do you feel like uh, <clears throat> tying flies keeps you in the present moment as well, just like how you would be on yeah. the river? Yeah, it it does. I mean, it. it I, I think of like 
like an artistic brain. I mean, they, they're releases through their creativity and their art. And, and I kind of get that same sensation with time flies. You're creating something with your hands and the out, and when the outcome of it is something that you created. And then, you know, obviously when you catch a fish on that fly, it's full circle effect, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, with when time flies, it's definitely, um, I have to like have, I, I feel like I can get more distracted with that. It's, it's easier to step away and mm-hmm. get pulled away mm-hmm. and where your phone can pull you away. So I do struggle sometimes with that. Whereas when I'm on the water or on my dirt bike, I, there's no distractions. I'm fully present. Fully so submersed. fly time yeah. does still Immersed. have its perks though. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. I love fly tying. We need to do, I need to do more fly tying. Like I'm so behind on my fly tying. <laughs> Man, my fingers are tired of tying flies. <laughs> yeah. Shitty weather oh, yeah. for. Yeah, that's what it is. It's so true. It's been cold here. I should be at the vice the whole time. <laughs> so, okay. So you learned, you started fly fishing um, and uh, and you, you fell in love with it and fly tying. Where, where did you go from there? So then I was 24 and I moved to Oregon. I just, packed up my car and quit my job and I moved wow. and sounds like somebody we I got know. to Montana and I called my dad and I was like I'm what the fuck am I doing like why am I moving and he's like you're he's like you can move back if it sucks I was like oh yeah that's, you're right okay okay I'm gonna go still <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and it was I mean and when I moved here I mean I didn't know a single other person other than Casey who moved here with me and he's from Arizona and, and so it sucked. I hated it, to be honest. <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah. Worst. I didn't know, like, any of the fishing spots here, and and I'm not one to, like, ask, and so we we spent so many times going to rivers that maybe didn't even have fish. I don't know, and so we, we struggled the first year of just trying to find good water to fish, and both of us have, like, so kind of, like, ADDs, so we'll, we'll fish a river, and then we'll be like okay, well, we're not going to go there. We're going to find a new one. There's so much water. Let's just keep going into rivers. So we never, like, learned one body of water. We just yeah. kept going to new water. And so I think, in retrospect, if we would have just, like, learned, like, maybe two rivers and just, you know, had those under our belt, then ventured out more. Maybe we would have had better luck with steelhead. But we had the steelhead bug when we moved here, and we were like, we're going to get one. And then four <laughs> years, Casey still hasn't got one, and he's been fly fishing since he's seven. He's an incredible angler, and and, um, I mean, I finally got two this year, which, and we both were swinging, not saying that it's not doable, it is, but we definitely were setting ourselves up the hardest way to do it. (laughs) So what was your, like, what was your process? Like, you moved to Portland, you're like, let's go fishing. What was, uh, how did you decide to go about finding a spot? Um, I mean, just Google Maps is great, let me tell you. (laughs) Like, Google Earth Maps, we would fully just... (laughs) We, I remember we, like, when we first moved, I mean, we only dated for four months when I moved here, which is insane. Don't ever move in with someone after four months. <laughs> I do not recommend it. <laughs> I moved across. Like, I'm fucking crazy. Who yeah. does that? Yeah. We were like, yeah, this long distance is going great. Let's move in together now. Like, that, that's a good way to start a relationship. And then. But it was. So we did. It worked. I mean, we're, we both are pretty fishy people. So, I mean, we, you can find a lot on the internet. I yeah. mean, there'll, there'll be. I've I've caught myself a couple times like zooming in on someone's post like I recognize that log. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yep. know, like yep. we're all nerds yep. in the end. If you fish, you're a nerd. It's just there's no getting around yeah. it. <laughs> it's true. You're right. Hundred percent. Yelma's shaking his head no, but he's the biggest nerd of us all, man. Yeah, he's a huge. <laughs> he's a huge nerd. He might be the best dressed, but he's a huge nerd. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, we won't we won't let anyone know, but yeah. secretly. <laughs> so you got a steelhead though when you started fishing down there, eh? Or how long just did it take you year, before yeah. just this year? Yeah. Well, actually, I I forgot. I, technically, I lost two steelhead before I landed my two this year. Yeah. So the first. So I didn't, I never spay casted until I moved here. And so I went to the Sandy River and I was just like practicing. And I actually found spay casting. I picked it up faster than I did single hand casting. To, huh. And I think it was just because I didn't have anything to relate it to. Like single hand casting, if you grew up with a conventional rod, you're going to, I was over monthly in my single hand cast when I first started to fly fish. And so when I started to spay cast, it was so new where like this, the steps just, made sense i was just like all right i'm gonna do sets sweeps d loop go and like i just kept saying it in my head and i would just literally go sweep shoot sweep shoot like yeah. so that i had the timing right and i and it worked for me i mean i wasn't i mean, I was not great when i first started out but i was getting mine out so the very first time i ever fake acid i went to uh the nahalem river and I fucking hooked into my first steelhead. And I was the first time spay casting, first time steelhead fishing. It was 1 p.m. on January 3rd, 2015. I still remember it. Or 2016, sorry. And <laughs> I can't, I literally was like, what? It's like, there's a video of me freaking out, screaming. And then on the video, I can like, I can just see exactly what I did wrong now. But I, I just let too much slack on my line and it came unbuttoned. But we tailed it like probably like, seven times we didn't oh, have a man. net and so we tailed it seven times and so like every time i was like oh, okay this is it and then he let it go and like the seventh when you see like that tip of my rod just go a little bit down and uh, see the slack loop yeah and that's when it came on buttons and i'm like oh, i remember it's funny like it's so funny how you'll still remember the fish you lose <laughs> it's the yeah. silliest thing ever i know you so, yeah i i just got super lucky though like i i was getting a dust line out and i was you know swinging the hobo spay fly but i was i mean i still wasn't first time i ever had a fish on a spay rod it felt insane to me <laughs> it was so new yeah yeah oh my god that's amazing but, yeah i got lucky and then three years later i finally landed two. <laughs> oh man that's awesome <laughs> which, which is awesome but i mean still fishing it it burns you out you get burnt out <laughs> totally Totally. I mean, Yilma just caught his first steelhead. Like, this episode is airing June 1st, but it's uh, the middle of May right now. We just got back from a river around here called the Maitland. And uh, and Yilma, you know, it's been like, what, Yilma, four years, four or five years? About five years. Five uh, years? Yeah. And he just, he, yeah, he just got his first uh, South Southern Ontario so steelhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, I understand now that I've caught one. Um, I just thought yes. that I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but then I... I took a little puff of some uh, some sativa <laughs> that we're calling Tangerine Dream uh, over here, and okay. I don't know. It just put he me got in the he, zone. he got he got baked and caught a steelhead. Yeah, basically, you know, <laughs> oh you God, were no, 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 no. You guys are freaking killing me. So the two steelhead I have gotten, I was so stoned. <laughs> now I'm convinced. I'm convinced yep. that's the only way I can catch one now. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so funny. Yeah. I cannot wait. Tell you that. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's it. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we found out how to catch a steelhead. All right, listeners, <laughs> yeah. all you gotta do, let me tell you. <laughs> Go pick up <laughs> some <laughs> buds. <laughs>
so great. And now I'm like, actually more convinced, though, that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, the, the, the only time that I smoked for Steelhead is the time that I caught. You smoked. definitely get into... Yeah. That uh, was the only time, too. Those That was literally the only two times I've ever actually ever fishing. I never have fishing. And I'm not against it by any means, but no, no, I usually no, just I go to it. bed when I do. Yeah. 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 No, I totally, totally agree. I mean, you always want to be in the present moment. And, and to be yeah. honest, like, you know, we had a great uh, guide, Ian Troop, and we were just... It was just a good time, so a perfect time to just yes. do a little puff. And then, like, I, I literally, like, five minutes later, at the end of the swing. Oh, my God. And I'll amazing. always remember that role. And I'll yeah. always remember that hit. Yes. It was a, oh, that is so great. Was I, I can, yeah. I mean, this has just further made me just always smoke weed when I steal a fish now. <laughs> it's just a solidified thing for me. Yeah. It definitely gets you in, like, a swing zen mode, you know? You're just, like, yeah. you pick up your cat, like... It, I've, I've I've hit I've hit enough fish, not landed them, but I've hit enough fish on like you know at the end of a swing, where I'm like, man, I definitely sometimes pull up my uh, and reset too quickly, you know. And yeah. <laughs> when I was baked, I'm like, that wasn't happening at all because I'd like let it dangle while I grabbed another handful of chips or something. Dude, the dangle! I'm telling you, <laughs> the dangle's magic, I call it the man. Deadly dangle. It's magic. The deadly man. dangle. They'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Yilma's first time on a drift boat, too. There aren't a yeah. whole ton of rivers that we can, you know, drift around here. So when we get to do, when we get on some big water, it's it's really nice, you know? And, um, yeah. and so we were on a drift boat for the day. It's just not the same as, as like, it's not as prevalent as, like, out west, you know, people drifting. Yes. Um, we definitely have a lot of rivers you can float. Like, a canoe would be good. A water master would be perfect. But... Drift boat, not so much, but the Maitland is a river that you can definitely oh. drift in. So, mm-hmm. Yilma's first time on the Maitland in a drift boat, mm-hmm. and the first steelhead, boom! First, yeah, it was incredible. I always remember so that. So awesome! Yeah, it was great. And I was Those like, are just the day, the times you'll never forget too, yeah. which is so great. It was oh, also yeah. like a freakish day. It was like twenty-five degrees, which yeah. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, uh, but it was hot. Yeah, it was hot, full sun, and yeah, beautiful silver steelhead. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, probably seventy two. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Um yeah, so what do you remember so your fir- your first steelhead, what were you feeling like when you caught that first one? Oh my god. This is this is kind of um so we went to the Grand Run. So my first steelhead was a summer run and then my second one was a winter run. And cool. so we were it is October. We went to the Grand Run, which is like famously known for being able to like skate flies and that the steel had come up for some reason way more there than they do anywhere else. Oh, that's awesome. And so it was our first time going there and it's like a long drive. It's like five, six hours from Portland to get there. And so we drive there and um, we stopped at a river on the way in. I caught my first bull trout. So oh, man. Good. I was like, all right, checked with another species out the list. Yeah. Steelhead, here I come. We get to the river and it's me, Casey and our dog, Juniper and we roll up and it's at night and so we were trying to find a camp spot with the van. We couldn't, it was so packed. We literally couldn't find anywhere at the park. So we, we parked on the side of the dirt road and just slept in the van, woke up the next day and, and people are literally in line on the bank, oh my God. Like standing in the, standing in the legit line to swing the run what? when someone comes out, then someone pops in. And Casey, if you ever met him, he, not a chance in hell, he will fish with that many people. Oh, my God, yeah. I, on the other hand, was like, dude, we just drove six hours, and we're just going to turn back and go home. I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> I get it that's busy, but I was like, we just drove six hours. Yeah. I was like, we can't go home. 
And then our buddy, Eric, he's a, um, he's a guide on there on the river. And he was just like, trust me, he's like, you can get fish after people have fished it all day. And so he's trying to convince us to stay. And I was like, I'm with you. I want to stay and try it. We drove all this way. You might as well. And it's beautiful out there too. So regardless, it's so pretty still. So we, so we're leaving. We're literally like driving away from the river and I'm just like sitting in silence. Cause I'm like, I can't believe we're leaving. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> and so then like, we're literally about to like almost gone now, like to get on the, the main road to go back towards Portland. And I was like, Whoa, I was like, just pull over for a second. Let's think about this. And I like did the whole, like, are we really going to leave? And Casey's like, I mean, if you want, you sound like you want to stay. So he's like kind of crabby. He's like, let's just stay then. So I was like, <laughs> cool. All right. So we, so then we drive back, turn around and we get back and we actually happen to find a camping spot where our buddy Eric told us to camp. And so I was like, well, this is a sign. I'm a fucking girl. We're all, we are superstitious. And, and so I was like, it's a sign. It's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> we, and so we like, set up the thing and I immediately like I'm like putting on my waders I'm like I was like it's three o'clock we can still like get a run in and there was no one in the run at the time and and so I let Casey go first because he was skating and I was gonna swing and so he was and so we fished it all like all the way to till we couldn't see and so he's out of the water in the bank waiting for me to come back and we fished it so hard like it was so dark pitch black we fished it way farther not later than we should have <laughs> but we just tried so then we went to bed and we we're like well that sucks and we wake up the next day and <laughs> these old men they've been camping there for a month and they they've been coming to this river they said for the last like 30 years pretty much oh, wow. and so they've been there for a month and he was like, we, none of us have caught a single fish this entire month. And I was like, what? A month? And you have been fishing it every day? And he's like, he's like, yeah, pretty much. It's been some shitty weather. And then we didn't. And they have like a big canvas, huge tent with like a fire pit in it. They were, they were set up. And it's pretty rad. So he was like, you know, he's like, we're actually going to leave today because it's been so crappy. And so then I was like, okay, well, don't tell Casey any of this dude because he's going to leave if he hears this. (laughs) (laughs) So, so they leave and somebody else pulls in and we fished that morning, came back and we're getting lunch. And these two older guys from Whitefish, Montana pulled in. And I can't believe I'm remembering all this. I usually have such a bad memory, but. So he pulls in and he was like, okay, what are you guys doing? Like, what do you got? Like, let me see your flies. I'm like, who is this guy? And so he's like, let me show you my flies. And he opens up his box. His fly box is like covered with dollar bills that are like poxied onto this fly box. And he opens it and it's like the most organized box I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, and he's like, pick one out, anyone you want. And I picked one that looked like a, it looked like something I would fish a coastal river for. It was like, bright blue and like a hot pink spot um, on it. And so I was like, well, this looks familiar. So I'm going to grab this one. And he's like, he's like, all right. And so I tied that one on and we fished the run and we didn't catch anything. And then we went to the side of the, um, they were out sitting on the bank on the log and we were just like sitting there and we're like, well, this riffle down here is supposed to be good. And I had my pen on me. And so like, so we both took a hit on the pen and, (laughs) So then we get to the next run and I, I was like, you go ahead. Like, cause, um, I was just being nice and letting Casey go. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, no, you let me fish first last time. So you go this one. And so I was like, all right. And I even said, are you sure? And he's like, yep. And so I went in and it was like, Jeez. it was, 
how do I explain it? So I started like way higher than I normally would on a, a run too. So it was kind of shallow water, but it was extreme drop off, like huge drop off. And I was fishing a heavy sink tip. Um, I think I had T11 on, it might've been T14, but, um, Damn. anyways, I'm letting it. Yeah. And so it was really deep. It was like a, I can't, I'm really bad depth, but I would, but it was huge. It was like a granite shelf that you could walk on and be like shin deep in water. And then it was just an extreme drop and with the water pooling in. And so I was pretty much fishing just that short load drop. It was like really, really short, like just a few casts and I'd be done with the run. And so it was my second cast in. And I remember I was high and I made a shitty cast and I turned around and I started laughing at, to Casey. Like, did you just see that type of thing? And he was just like, just fish it. <laughs> and literally as soon as he said, just fish it, we both just see my rod like, go, vroom, vroom, vroom. Uh, and then my reel just goes, vroom. and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my, the video, I just literally insane. This isn't real. This isn't real. That's what the video says the just whole time. Freaking. And I'm just high out of my mind, just being like, what's the... And, and Casey's all like, back up. Because literally, if I take one step, I'm like falling off of this cliff. I was so close. Oh, man. And this fish was just whipping my ass. It was jumping. It was cartwheeling. And I was screaming my head off. The poor dude at the end of the run was on the other side of the river. Like, he was probably just like, get this girl out of here. Because I was <laughs> losing my shit. It was my first feeling. I was freaking out. Yeah, I couldn't enough. believe it. Yeah. And it was, we're pretty sure that it was like a uh, fish that normally would go to the Clearwater River. Because it, the Grand Ronde is not known for getting bigger steelhead. But this fish was, God, it was, it was huge. I don't, um, we didn't measure it or anything. But it was, it was a nice sized fish for my first one. It was That's incredible. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, couldn't have, I couldn't have. And then I was like, all right, Casey, you can fish it now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was on, did you say it was on that fly that mystery man gave you? Yes, it was. It was so, Crazy. so, so I came back and we had to leave that night. And so I waited for him to come back. And so I wrote a letter and I put it on his windshield and I, and I, I was like, sorry, I'm going to keep your fly. It's getting retired. I was like, it worked. It caught me a fish. Thank <laughs> you. And I like sent him a note, but. Yeah, it was. I couldn't believe it. It was awesome. That's so good. That's such a good story. First steelhead. Yeah, man. I got. Yeah, first one. That was awesome. That's awesome. I'm just looking at your feed right now. Is it the one where you're like, kind of like, just like laughing hysterically at the camera? Well, that might be any photo you find on my feed. Oh right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're holding this like you're holding this massive steelhead, and there's like yeah, like um, high it's grass. It's like the one that. Yes, it's like looks like high desert area in the background, and I'm it's like super like sunset type of sunny. You're yeah, you're wearing a like a wide brimmed hat kind of thing. Yep, that fish is crazy. Fish is crazy. <laughs> yeah, fish it, was, is wild. Oh, it was incredible, and it put up such a good fight. It was so it's a fun. gnarly fish. Oh my god. Yep. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm seeing it for the first time. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, I was blown away. I just like, stood there for a moment afterwards. I was like, I can't believe that just happened. That's insane. Yeah, That's seriously. such a nice fish. That's such a nice fish. Oh, and for those of you at home, yeah. you can check it out on Instagram at Kayla underscore Lockhart. <laughs> it's an insanely <laughs> nice fish. Check it out. Amazing. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was a fun day for sure. Never forget that. <laughs> So now, like, uh, how do you occupy, like, in fly fishing, like, I mean, you, you work in the Mayfly Project, which is awesome. Uh, and then what else yeah. do you do? You do, you don't guide, but you do hosted trips and stuff like that, too? 
I have. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have my guide license. I've been on the fence whether or not I want to pull the trigger on that and make what I love a job or not. But um, yeah, the I I do teach. You know, I teach clinics as much as I can, like casting clinics. I'll do fly tying clinics and stuff like that, just to just to like have a community in Portland of people, so to help people that are new and stuff. But I've done hosted trips to Mexico. Um, I I'm going to be doing more in the future to other destinations, but pretty right. much Ascension Bay is the one that I have been doing for the uh, last couple of years, which I absolutely love. And I, it's just that place is the most incredible place to me. I would want to figure out a way I could just freaking move there for at least a winter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, is there a good fly fishing community in Portland or is it more of a steelhead I community? feel like it's, I feel like it, I mean, I don't know if it's just because Minnesota's home, but Minnesota, that community will always be like the best to me. And I was very, very fortunate where, you know, some girls, they experienced like some negativity of going to the fly shop and their first experience weren't as great as mine were. Or like when people tell me the stories, I'm like, actually, I had a great experience the first time I started fly fishing. Like Robbie at Bob Mitchell, he was just like, he taught me everything and was so eager to help me. And, and like hooked me up with everything I needed and never made me feel like stupid ever and was just so incredibly helpful. And I'm not going to lie. There are some fly shops where I walk into in Oregon and, and there's just a lot more people that fish here than Minnesota as far as fly fishing goes. It's, it's a larger community here. And, and you do run into like the people that are just, you know, the, there's, there's bigger egos here for sure. And so there, but the community is, it could be better. I'm not going to lie. It could be better, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. We just got a new fly shop, which is the Portland fly shop. And they've been here for over a year and they've been doing like nightly things where it's, it's in the winter. It's nice to just have somewhere to go and drink the beers and hang out. And that has made me introduced to a lot of anglers here that I never would have met probably, mm-hmm. but it's, it could be better though, always. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. But that's cool that, uh, you know, there's like a new shop and they're trying to build community that build. Is, and yeah. uh, sounds like you're trying yeah, to help think, community build as well, which is, you know, it's always yeah. important. Yeah. That's the thing is the community is the biggest aspect. Is, is if there's, that fly shop gives people like somewhere to go, which is nice, and they do fly tie nights, that it's just nice when you can just go and chill and hang out and like swap stories and actually get to know people. And it's not like, Oh, I'm a fisherman. You're a fisherman. Yeah. Oh, uh, like I hate that shit. Who's better at this yeah. and that? Yeah, oh, it's shit. like, oh my god, it's Ooh. like a big dick contest. Totally. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand why it's so weird. It is so weird. I don't understand it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So you've gone on some pretty uh, gnarly trips uh, this year so far, eh? Yes, I um, I went to Colombia and. That was incredible. Um, I mean, and I kind of just went over Oregon as much as I could. And I was in Arizona a little bit in January. And we fished um, the Grand Canyon there, which is like one of my favorite, favorite spots you... in Lee's Ferry. Lee's Ferry. I, I, I fished Lee's Ferry. It's so cool. It's so beautiful. And we brought the trout spades when we went. And yes. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. I was like, I was I there and I was like, fuck, I really wish I had my spay rod here because it's huge. It was 
And yeah, it, it's it's a lot of water, and, and I'm not that trout spay killed it. There's people fishing, um, like indicators or with their however any other way. And me and Casey were just killing it, and they were like, "What are you using?" And I'm like, "Just a little sculpin pattern, like nothing special." And we were doing so well, and 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 it started snowing on us, which is just really beautiful, though. Snowing in the Grand Canyon, yeah, yeah, it's so it was, cool. It's I, so- the colors there are insane. Like the water is like emerald green. Oh, so insane! And the yeah, walls of the ca- so and the incredible. walls of the canyon are like red, 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 like Mars or something, or what yeah, I imagine Mars to look like. <laughs> exactly, and, and to me, like I'm from Minnesota, like we have the desert still is like something that I freak out over, and that's where. In Casey's from there, like he grew up fishing these ferries since he was seven, and I was like, "You're so lucky. It's mm. so beautiful here." And so he's a little more jaded than I am, and. Yeah. But um, it's that that place is just incredible. Lee's Ferry is wild. It, yeah, the, put that if you're going through Arizona, you got to try that out for sure. Yeah, it's it's worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah, but I think you're but right. Yeah, so we went there. Yeah, Columbia then, too. Jeez, Columbia's like Columbia was awesome, and that was camping in the jungle, which was crazy. That's insane. Quite the yeah, it was it was life changing. The yeah. people were amazing. The, the tribe down there was just the most incredible people I've ever met. I, uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was definitely roughing it. Like, that was probably the gnarliest fishing trip I've ever been on. Yeah. Um, How long were you down and for? Then 11 days of wow. camping, like, and I was the only girl there. And so, not that wow. that matters, but it, it, it did a little bit just because they didn't speak any English. True. And I can get by with Spanish. I could be better, but... Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of times where I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying right now, oh, <laughs> but man. okay, okay, I won't pee right here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and how was the, how was the fishing down there? It was so good. Um, it was, I mean, it was really, really hard work. Though I worked, I've never, I don't think I've ever experienced that hard of fishing before. I mean, not to mention just the conditions, like the bugs were insane. They wanted to crawl in every single hole. They wanted to crawl into your eyeballs. Like it was just constant bugs Jesus. on you all the time. Yeah. And it was like 110 with severe humidity. Jesus. And so it was, it was hot as fuck. <laughs> I got insane. sun poisoning. Um, yeah. And, and it was just, it was <laughs> Yuma just got stressed out. Too. Yuma just got stressed out listening to that. I literally sat back in my <laughs> mm-hmm. chair. <laughs> it was hard work. And the guide, like he's he's not used to fishing with fly fishermen, and so it, it was a lot of work, like trying to translate, you know, how I wanted the boat to be angled and where I wanted him to position me to yeah. make a cast from the boat. And we were fishing a river that was, I mean, it was like the Nile River, the Amazon River. It's yeah, it's the huge. third largest river in, yeah. in the world, and it was the rapids were. Like some of the stuff we went over, I was like, I'm gonna die right now. I was like, I'm oh, gonna die right now. It was gnarly. And then, and then he would like, he'd have the boat engine on. He'd be like, All right, cast. And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I'm, I was like, We're literally like in the craziest, fastest water I've ever seen in my entire life. And you want me to make a cast? I was like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. But it was, it was insane, and it was. I learned so much, which is cool. And it was. I mean, it was. The hardest part for me was fishing a species I've never fished before. I tried to do as much research as I could possible 
but then not being able to communicate with my guide because he didn't speak English mm-hmm. and then just the conditions. And so like all of that combined, I mean, I worked my ass off, but I, I caught, I caught all the fish I went there to catch. So there's no complaints on my end. It was incredible. The fishing was, it was just, it was nice. Cause it was like fishing waters that don't see a fly often, which right. is always fun. So what, and so that was incredible. What were the species? Um, Payara, which is the vampire fish. Right. Yeah. And then peacock bass and there's four species of that. Oh yeah. I caught three of the four species. And so I was like, Oh wow. I really wanted to catch all of them, but I went back and Simone, Simone was the the one person that spoke English. So he's kind of like the camp coordinator and he would, um, help if we needed to translate stuff to our our guides like the next day. But so I came back and I was like, Oh, I caught three. He's like, "I, I just can't catch this one. He's like, Kayla, I've been fishing here my whole life. I've caught one of that species that I and I work here. I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and he was fishing and he was fishing with gear too. And I was oh, like, Oh wow. But and then the Sardinita, which is the golden tarpet and is their nickname. The golden tarpet. And they do they yeah, and they do they fight just they I mean to me they fight better than a tarpon because yeah. they they jump just like a tarpon, but they also run like a bonefish so they go fucking far they just they just zip line out of you and then they're cartwheeling the whole way down but um Jeez. yeah it was <laughs> it was some intense it was fun it was some of the best fighting fish i've ever experienced on fly rod it was incredible that's so yeah, rad and then yeah and then you, yeah, you slam that huge permit fuck oh my God. <laughs> that one takes the cake i will gladly give away every fish i've ever caught <laughs> to just catch that one fish. That was, oh, that was the most incredible, incredible. I can't, I, I can't, like, I'm like smiling ear to ear just thinking about it because it just, even just thinking about it is like, ah, it was so incredible. <laughs> Whereabouts was that? So we were in Ascension Bay um, in Punta Allen, Mexico, which is Ascension Bay Lodge. And we <laughs> Sorry, I were just there saw, for I just saw a picture days. of this thing on your I just Instagram. showed Mitch a picture. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> This is the biggest You'll permit. Look at this thing. Fuck, right? Holy yeah, shit. that's the biggest permit I've ever seen. That's like a giant. Yeah, I, Jack literally, Chimbali. the guy, the guy, he won. He so the guy I had, he won the the permit tournament that the the um city does yeah. or their town. I shouldn't call it a city; it's a town. But um, he won it that year, and. I caught my permit and and I didn't see how big it was when I first hooked into it. Like yeah. I knew it was a good size one. Obviously it took off, but I had no idea the amount of mass this permit had. Yeah. And and it took me just under an hour to land it. And Jeez. I'll get to the fight in a minute because yeah. the fight was just bonkers. Yeah. But after I landed it, the guy was just, I was kind of in shock still. Like, and and I didn't know like how rare it was to catch a huge permit, so that didn't set in. But he was like, it's, "He's like, I haven't seen a fish this big in years on here." And I was like, "What?" And I was just freaking out. He's like, "He's like, this is an incredible fish." And I was like, "I just didn't really grasp how big of a deal it was." I mean, I knew it was a big deal, but like to them, it was like a really big deal. Yeah. Just because they don't they don't run into the, the permit that big there in a, a long time, but but so we. So the first day I got to Punta Allen, I caught a permit, but it was, it was a, it was a small one. It wasn't anything crazy small, but it wasn't big, but it was my first one. So to me, I was like on cloud nine. I was like, all right, this trip is, I'm, this is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Finish. I'm good. It's yeah. my first permit I ever caught. I didn't even think that I was going to like catch one, to be honest. 
because I tried two times prior on my two previous trips, and it was just me standing on the boat, like, searching for four hours, being like, yeah, cool, they're not here. <laughs> or if they did show up, I'd be like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm going to cast, ready? Okay, I'm going to go, oh, and it's gone. I'm like, god damn it. So that's usually how permit fishing goes. It's so fucked. And then that first day, um, I caught the smaller one. We were just eating lunch. I was like three beers in. I was hosting. So I, was, I had a girl that was, um, she was, she was not new in fishing, but she was novice, I would say. And so I was like, she never caught a bonefish. I was like, I was like, just put her on a bonefish. I'm good. Like, I'll be chilling on the boat. And so she was like, we just stopped for lunch. And then Danny, my guide that first day was like, holy shit, there's Palometta, like, and a Brom, like, didn't even think twice. Set a sandwich down, jumps in the water. He grabs my my rod already has like 40 feet of line out there swear to god these guys are magicians and, and he's like let's go and i jump in and it's like hits deep in water he's just gliding through it like they always do and yeah. so he's like make a cast and i make a cast and i immediately was like i casted too far but i thought i casted behind the fish yeah. and and he was like leave it leave it leave it and like when they say that oh my god it like gives me anxiety i'm like I want to sit on my hands because to not strip is so hard after you make a cast. Like I just want to strip so bad. And so he's like, leave it, leave it. My hands like shaking. I was like, I just want to strip it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he's like, strip? and I was like, okay, I make one long crab strip. And the fucking thing was on. And I caught that for a small one. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going to be done. Yeah. And then four days later is when it was, um, I think it was the first time me and Casey were on a boat together because we usually don't fish together when I'm hosting just because it's, I don't know, I just, I just ra- rather go with the people. And so we, it just worked out that two people were from Minnesota and they wanted to fish together. And then these two other girls that met, they really liked each other and they wanted to fish, fish together. And then it was a guy and his girlfriend. And so I was like, well, I guess me and Casey will get a day. That's nice. And so we went out and it was like an hour went by. We didn't see a single fish not a single one and so we usually like you know after you get like a good shot then we switch spots we haven't seen a single fish in an hour by and then they're like okay we're gonna check one more spot and i was like all right well let's just check this and then casey if i don't see anything you're up and he's like sounds good so we go to this next spot and maybe like 20 minutes of being there they see a fish and so luis with a different guy, Luis gets out of the boat and he's like, all right, let's go. And you kind of get the drill. Like as soon as you, you kind of watch there and follow suit, whatever they're doing. So I see minute out. So I'm already getting in the water and we're like trying to like run to the permit because it's moving. And you go from like so tranquil, like it's silent on the boat. You're just searching to like full chaos. Literally that's how it feels. Cause they'll be like, you don't see a thing. And then all of a sudden they find it and they're like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Run, run, yeah. run, run. It's just like chaos. And so we're running out of the boat and he's holding my fly rod and I'm just like treading water. And I like actually reach out to him. Cause I was like, dude, I cannot keep up with you. And so he's grabbing my arm and like pulling me as he's walking to like him too freaking slow. And he's like, he's like six feet tall and I'm five, four. So I was, <laughs> I was, I needed some help. And so we get close to the permit and I am so low to the water. and There's a glare on it. I can see the shadow of the fish, but I, I can't make out which way it's headed. So I'm tr- trying to wait to see if the shadow moves while he's pointing my rod to where it is. I'm like, if I see it and he's like, just cast. And I was like, okay, so I make a cast and I cast it to on its side. So it's, it's swimming uh, from towards the left. And so I cast it right at its side. And so now that we know that it's swimming left, he tells me to pick it up and shoot again. So I pick up 
make another shoot and I got it in front of his face and just ahead of it. And so I make a strip to get it to pretty much meet the fish. And I'm, I think I only made two or three strips and then the fish was on and it slammed my fly. Oh, it man. was, it died. It slammed it. It was insane. And then it just took off. And that's when I kind of had idea like how big it was, but the fish went, and it ran away from us, and it ran past the boat that Casey and um, Pedro were on. And Pedro's on the skiff, and he's like on the platform, and so he can see the fish. And he was like, "Fuck!" He's like, <laughs> he just starts going off, and so I was like, "It must be pretty good." And then I, and it went so far out, like it was almost off of the flat, like to the blue water. And I, I'm almost out of my back in, and I had like. 300 yards. I had so much backing on this reel because I had that one specifically yeah. for the saltwater. And, um, and so, you know, I'm fighting it. I'm trying to reel it in and it's pulling out and like 30 minutes go by and I get back to my backing for like the third time or fourth time at that point of going back and forth. And the last time is I'm, I'm reeling it in. The fish is kind of calming down. So I'm like trying to like keep control of it. So I'm reeling down and and all of a sudden, I see my backing all lining up on the left side of the spool. And I'm, like, getting a little oh, nervous because it's so all on good. one side. And I'm, like, uh, and I'm like this is going to be bad. And, like, <laughs> I'm, like, what do I do? I can't just pull the line out and create slack. I was, like, I'm too afraid that I'll, like, lose yeah. the fish and create slack or, or, like, not control the line. So I say, I, I'm, like, Casey, like, fucking look at my backing. It's all rolling on the left. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And he's, like, fight the fish calm down it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and i was like i was like no it's not gonna be fucking fine i was like i'm fully i'm freaking out and so i was like he's like just just it's gonna be fine i was like all right i was like okay if you say so and i remember i said it like super condescending like that too like all right yeah, yeah. and so then i like it really my fly line in and i'm it's all to the right side and right. then all of a sudden all of my backy just collapses super loosely on top of my fly line. Oh my god! And and the fish is kind of chilling at this point. So I was like, okay, well he's not moving. And I, but I, in my brain, I would say that. But out loud, I would say, fuck, fuck, fuck. And so Casey looks and he's like, he literally, literally didn't even know what to say. He's like, because he knew this yeah. is exactly what I thought was going to happen. And he right. literally didn't know what to say. So I just go, Luis, what do I do? And Luis turns around and he, his face, I was just like. Okay, well, that doesn't look great. Like, I don't have to do it out. And then, like, that only happened within, like, a few seconds of our reactions. And yeah. then, like, before we could even process what to do, the fish started running. Oh, God. And, I, and then the line stopped because it tangled all together. Yeah. So I just grabbed my fly line and I ripped it out as much and as hard as I could. I'm just pulling line out to give the fish something to work with. Jesus. So I just pull out as much as I can and, like, I'm tightening the backing lots down into the reel though by doing yeah, this, yeah. which is not great, but I didn't know what else to do. I yeah. had to give the fish something or it's going to snap my line. Yeah. I only had 16 pound test on, so it wasn't anything crazy, but that fish was 29, 28 pounds. It was insane. And so, wow. so we get some, like I let the fish run with what I pulled out. So then I, I'm holding the fly line with my left hand, holding the cork of my rod, my right, keeping the rod up and holding the tension with the line yeah. and then Luis just fucking with no questions asked pops my reel off like not completely off so all the line doesn't fall out but he just slides it off enough so yeah. that he can 
work with it. And so then he pulls the uh, line out and he's just untangling knots like the fastest <laughs> I've ever seen anybody. <laughs> I'll have to send you guys the video. I have the video of it. And it's, oh, and man, it's that'd be insane awesome. watching this guy insane watching this guy untangle knots like it was nothing yeah. i don't know if you've ever like even just i've like had like a regular like just a loop knot with my slide i'm like fuck this i'm cutting it off and retying yeah this guy was like untying shit like it was nothing i was like blown away so he while well, there's a 30 pound turpin or permit right <laughs> yeah and so he's like he's also like feeding me a little bit of slack and so i'm holding i mean but if, if i would have accidentally like let go of my fly line i would have been I mean, I, I maybe maybe the fly would have came undone and I would have been fine, but chances not that likely. So I was like so scared because he's like, the fish is pulling mine out of my hand, and and I don't know if you've ever like had a fish do that before, but like when you're gripping it, it's never like a smooth. It's like it like pulls out in like sections of your line. So I'm like trying to like let it be smooth, but it's just jerking it really out of my hand. Yeah. And so I for sure I was like. I was like, well, it was an epic fight. I was already like, there's no way I'm going to land it after yeah. this. There's no way. I was like, I, and so he, he finally gets it all untangled, pops my thing back in. And so then he's, I'm still holding the, the line and my rod in both hands. And he's reeling all of that back in <laughs> all the way back Jeez. up. And as soon as he like fully reels it all the way so that it's spooled back up, He's the exact time that the fish jumps out of the water. Like I've never seen a permit jump, which just blows my mind and just started peeling line out. And I was like, holy shit, that could not have been better timing. Yeah. And I was just like ready to kiss this guy. And he's amazing. <laughs> and so then we, we fought it for, um, I can't remember it. It wasn't that much longer though. It was yeah. pretty tired. Like if, if the fish was not as tired, it was, there's no way I would have landed it with that happening. I don't think at least I, maybe I'm lucky enough, but yeah. but we were lucky that the fishes only had like that one and a half more runs in it. But yeah. then after that, he did like his last run pretty much. And then Luis, he like walked out towards it and he tailed it the first time. And, and Luis actually um, sprained his wrist like a month before. Oh, and so when he grabbed the fish's tail, it um, like, tried to swim away so hard that like he to let go because it hurt his wrist oh, so bad God. and at that point at that point though i was like oh shit we just lost it like yeah. whenever you have someone tailing your fish you always are like they're losing it yeah, this guy's gonna 100%. lose that fish you always think that every it's time so funny. but yeah. then he grabbed it the second time and he just lifted it out of the water and that was the first time i saw like it as big as half of his body and he's six feet tall and i was like oh my god and i was just like <laughs> I like had no words. My mouth was just dropped. I was like, "What?" Yeah, the, it's a huge fish. <laughs> yeah, and then and the, dude, the guys, I've never seen them so excited. I was like, "Damn, that, that's sick!" I was like, "You catch a bonefish," and they're like, "All right, next spot." Like, this is like the first time they're like, "Oh, can I take one of my phone?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, you can!" So good. Oh man, it was insane. Yeah, it was. It was an epic battle. It was so good. That's I rad. took. I got. I took way too many shots of tequila after that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Factor Fishy is a segment that I have introduced <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> where I uh, tell stories that could be true or could be false. Oh. That's the name Factor Fishy, and then it's your cha- your task to guess which ones are false and which ones are true. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you and the and the crew here because no one knows actually. It's just yeah, we don't only, s- we only don't see I them. Do. Yeah, yeah, we don't see them. All so, right, so what do I win? 
Uh, <laughs> I guess we should start with like. We should start giving. We'll send you if you get it right. We'll send we you. We can turn it into a drinking game, righty? Oh, that's a good idea too. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Right. That's not a bad idea. But I'll just send you some Tangerine <laughs> Dream if you get it all, all right. Yeah. You can mail drugs to people, right? <laughs> well, in Canada you can. <laughs> all right, I'm going to take it away. Okay, so uh, this first one I'm calling, um, and I'm going to set it up each one, because in the past I've set each story up differently, and because of that I've given away whether it's false or fact. So I'm setting up each oh. one the same, titling it each one the same. I've written them myself so everything's it's gonna be real fucking hard but they're really cool anyways so the first one i'm calling i'm calling this one the call okay so a japanese spiritualist name named nameless uh was determined to find a way (laughs) sorry wait named nameless <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, okay, go on. This is fishy for sure. But anyway, see, no, but you can't say that yeah, because okay. I've actually okay. written each one the same. This is this is the thing. I've okay. written each one sort of like unanimously, you know, like unanimous uh, bad grammar. Sorry, like, anonymously, not unanimously. <laughs> we need more beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's start over. Back to fishy one. Uh, this one's called. The call. So a Japanese spiritualist uh, was determined to find a way to catch fish with his mind. He developed a breathing technique that would allow him to make a noise as he exhale, sorry, exhaled that would re- reverb at the core of the fish's body, thus prompting the fish to literally shake out of it, shake in its bones, jumping out of the water and into the boat. <laughs> Yeah, my, did you hit some of that tangerine dream before we started this thing? Fact or fishy? <laughs> <laughs> some crazy shit right there, man. Remember, remember Sesame so, Street when like Ernie's like fishy, going to burn here. Fishy, 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 fishy. Yeah. Well, this guy um, yeah. adopted that uh, technique. technique into this like you know um, sort of fish calling, w- fish thing. calling thing. You yeah. know, and, and, and from the bottom of his core. <laughs> Okay. And then he when he when he shouted the word he didn't say hey or fishy but like this noise that he would come out of his mouth was so high pitched that it would make the fish jump into the water into the boat. So, I digress. Fact of fishy. Fuck. And it was a Japanese guy? It's a Japanese spiritualist. <laughs> <laughs> That's fishy uh, for sure. It's fishy for me. I, well, fishy. I mean, they can catch fish in the craziest ways I've ever seen. Yeah. So I'm going to say fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna say fact too because I think this is like just so cl- I think it's too clever for Yelma like Japanese oh, spiritualist right. it's seven o'clock on like a Wednesday like Yelma's not coming with Japanese spiritualist I saw him all day today like he's oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. For that. yeah okay man. Mitch and Mitch and Yelma work together so yeah. they spend like ten hours a day together and then they do this at the end of the day together so <laughs> oh my god yeah. Yeah. um I'm gonna go. <laughs> Fishy, just because you couldn't think of a name for the guy. No, but I. I, Japanese. I, I too and his and name fishy. is Nameless. Nameless. <laughs> nameless. <laughs> okay, let's see what. Let's go one at a time then. Okay, so Aldo? Oh, fi- yeah. Fi- fishy. A fishy. Fact. Okay. Kayla's fact. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Uh, uh, still fact. It's still fact. Fishy, guys. Oh, this story wow. is fishy. <laughs> Damn, nice, Yelma. The, the nameless thing, through, like, I was like, I was, it was over. <laughs> I hesitated because when you said that, I was like, oh, he's got a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, good okay. story, though. Good story. They're okay. better. This is this is definitely the best version of Factor Fishy yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to get better. Oh, I'm 
Fuck, that's the hardest one to do it. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the hard thing is, like, you know, this this is keeping my mind sharp, sharp you know, uh, coming up with these <laughs> yeah. ideas, you know. Uh, or this one could be true. Let's see. All right. uh, I'm calling this one No Fly. All right. This is the story of a few friends <laughs> that went out to, that went out fly fishing in New Zealand on a promising river for browns. After a very trying day of nothing at the end of their line, one of their friends casted his line but on his back cast, broke off his fly in the tree. He didn't realize that he lost his fly, but to his surprise on his retrieval, a brown was at the end of it. The brown hit his line, wrapping around it, and he then brought it to shore. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the fish, and, and, and guys, I just want everybody out there who's listening, the fish was not harmed at all. I don't know how that's possible. Okay. <laughs> Fact or fishy. It's a crazy story. What do you think, Kayla? How I'm trying to figure out how this is possible. So, so they didn't. He didn't have a fly on, and it was just it was just the line. There was no the bobber line. or like indicator. Or Nothing that he would have hit. So I'm gonna say he lassoed a, a brown trout. Basically, you ever you ever watch River Monsters? I mean, and then they ha- yes, I do. Yeah, so remember what's his name? He was Jeremy. fishing. Jeremy. He was fishing with Jeremy like, Wade. Yeah, Jeremy Wade was fishing with like you know that sort of material that he learned from some of the, the Aboriginal no part of what i don't want to sound ignorant but anyways and it ra- it wraps around the fish and he pulls it in so it's like bait but it's not you know what i mean like it, it intertwine it you remember that episode yeah i don't remember that episode no, me neither but no me neither <laughs> <laughs> probably but, it never you're, happened. but you're convincing me to say fact is yeah. what you're doing i mean i work in advertising so i can i <laughs> i <laughs> it's i i it's tough because I know that you don't know that there's brown trout in New Zealand, so I'm going to have to go What do you mean? Josh just came from <laughs> so New Zealand. Gonna, oh, so, so, I'm getting insider details. So I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just, I, just, I know how to push his buttons. He's like so mad at me. Right? No, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, do the, I, I also kill. I also do these sort of like weird faces that may look a little angry. But no, no, no. I, didn't, I wasn't sensitive. Uh, no, I was just making a, me- I was making, I was making a mean-spirited joke. You're I, might have to go, I might have to go fact on this one, guys. I, I'm gonna say fact too, honestly. I think that uh, he's gonna say like, let's come up with details I after this. I want to say fact because yeah. I want to know that there's that aggressive or brown yeah. in New Zealand that they would go after just that movement. Well, I know that with their lateral line, they can feel the movement because yeah. that's why they're so nocturnal. So I'm gonna say fact because it, I could see it happening. But the fact that the guy landed it, I don't know about that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't see how it would happen, but I think Yelma's going to come out with a detail right now if it is fact that is yes, crucial okay, to the story. Yeah. Me. Okay. So this story is fishy. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Two fishies, guys. You got us all. You keep getting wow. us. I don't know how you're you doing. Keep this. getting us, man. <laughs> you got us twice. Because it's sort of like you know. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, there's no way You're that would ever happen. Yeah, no, there's there no is way no way that would ever happen. Yeah. It's just it threw me off the brown trout New Zealand thing. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like he hooked into. Oh, surprise! There's actually a net that he had his line <laughs> got wrapped around, and there was a brown trout in it. Yeah, and I was gonna be like, oh, great, Yama, thanks for the. Oh, that's actually really, really. <laughs> Maybe I should. okay. So the last one. Uh, I'm calling this one for the road. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's it called? For the road. I okay. don't know. It's a terrible name. I just the, the titles. The titles are <laughs> the like titles are the titles are on hilarious. the fly, but the stories could be true. Okay. Oh my God. In 2001, a huge flood hit the Coldwater River in BC. Now, 
for anyone who's unaware about the Coldwater River, it's close to highways, roads, overpasses, and whatnot. And everyone knows there's no point in fishing on these days. It's a flood. There's no structure, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, a man by the name of Norm Holgram from Sweden saw some, saw some salmon swimming on the road in an attempt to swim downstream. It was so floody. Sorry. The water levels were so high that the salmon could cross the actual highway to get to the other part of the river uh, to get t- to where they're going. Uh, Norm started targeting these fish on the road and caught his salmon from the street. Fact or fishy? Kayla, what do you think? Fact. Yep, fact. Yep. I've, I've heard about this. I mean, I've, I mean, <laughs> I know the first part is fact. I've seen videos of of salmon crossing the road when when a river is blown. So yeah. that I part have is never seen someone fish after them, but yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I've never seen it. Fit. It's like seems really mean. So Norm's seems like an oh, asshole. Totally. But like, I, yeah. I, I, but he's just a normal guy. That's why I named him <laughs> Norm because this story is fishy. Well, we this is fishy. Well, we, <laughs> this is fishy. Ah! Hey, well, so and the cold the water. Ri- the, his name the, was the, Norman. The, I was oh, like, did, I could picture some fucking Swedish Norman and <laughs> like, I'm going to get me some dinner. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. Funny uh, to those out there. Honestly, I don't know whether the cold water river is actually close to streets. Wait, so we didn't have to. a single fact story? Nope, nope. nope. And all sometimes fishy. I do that. All fishy. You know what? Next week could be all fact. Wow, or it could be he's mixed. tricky. He's tricky. 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 Damn. Damn. But that, was, that was also my second like hunch. I was like, well, yes, it's not a fact. So this one's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He curveballed that that us. <laughs> and that was fact. Fact or fishy. Or fishy. I think it's. That uh, was so fun. That it's was fun? Great. Okay, was awesome. Fun. Nice, Emma. Nice. I also just super competitive though too, so I was like, I fucking better win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna win that last. Honestly, I mean, Yomi, you got it. You pulled the wool right over our eyes. Yes, right. I did. I know. Well. I know. That must feel good. Really, <laughs> you took the call. Going back to the steelhead thing, just real quick. Yeah. You know how you're talking about people lining up to go through a run? Yes. Like I know it's crowded, and I know it's like, cr- like oh my god, there's so many people lining up to go. No one lines up to go on a run here. Like, uh, in a way, that etiquette, despite the fact that there are so many people, is really oh, cool to me. I've never seen that yeah. before. By by, it was like oh, a lot of people. Was, yeah, I called it the Disneyland run because it was just insane. I was like, do I need the special wristband or what? Yeah, but at <laughs> least at least there was a line. Like here, if twenty people showed up to the river at the same time, they just all like elbow each other to get oh, any kind I of was, you know what oh, I mean. God. Like they just they just low hole, high hole, like. Everyone's like, I've had like spoons get get like casted by my ear while I'm trying to swing a run, yeah. you know, like, oh, yeah. like, um, yeah, it's good etiquette. At the but very I mean, least. at the very least, even though it's so busy, I thought it was really cool that you know yeah. there is that etiquette to be like, okay, well, I'm next. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't know, like, I don't want to like push anyone's buttons. I say this, but I do think that because everybody was fly fishing, that that kind of helped with the etiquette. But uh, I've definitely fished like the coastal rivers, like. I've fished one where we've had a gun pulled out on us before. Uh, like, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. Oh my God. People go, I call them the coastal kooks here. Anytime <laughs> I'm fishing a coastal river, like I, I just assume that everybody has a gun on them and that they know that they're not afraid to use it. So I don't, I don't say a word when I'm fishing on the coastal rivers, but like, like on the Sandy, like if I get a little hold, I'll be like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. that's, um, you're literally standing where my line is swinging. And, Sometimes people, like, they just don't understand how fly fishing works and how, like, the water I'm fishing. And so there's times where I'm, like, 
explain it to them, be like, hey, just you know, like I'll try and educate as many people I run into on the river. But yep. I don't know, it doesn't, it don't, I don't know, sometimes it makes a difference, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like to believe that it's just people that don't exactly don't understand what, like what, what yeah. swinging a fly means, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Oregon is man. funny too because there's so many transplants. Everybody that's like from here, they like truly believe that they own the rights to the water and that yeah. nobody else is allowed to fish it. And so they just assume that if if they don't know you, that you're just from California and that they don't give a fuck about you. Then yeah. right. <laughs> um, I've been to Portland. It's beautiful. It's a great place. It is, yeah. You guys, you guys got to take a uh, podcast tour down here. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not expensive or anything. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Great, no, rest, no. Great, great restaurants, great beer. Yeah. Like, yeah, there is yeah. a lot of beer here. Yeah, there's a lot of beer. The Rogue Brewery. Oof, love Ro- Rogue Brewery. Yeah, that place is great. That place is rad. But you guys, yeah, you guys have to come out. Yeah, totally. This is a time of the show where we ask uh, our guests five questions. Everybody asks, gets asked the same questions. Um, so there aren't, they're not like speed questions. Take your time answering them. You can take as long as you want. Um, but, yeah, so let's start with number one. So this first question that I have for you today is, what is your favorite fish and why? I mean, definitely that permit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty obvious. I don't think I need to say why because it's like a badass. <laughs> so rad. Yep. Super fair. Yeah, permit are amazing. I mean, geez, like, and especially yeah. that one specifically, like, oh my god. Yeah, that one kills me. It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that kind of leads into this next one too, actually, because you've been fishing all over the place. And uh, this next question is: if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, or you know, I guess assuming that it's the best time of year to go to that place, where would you go right, and I'm... why? And it could be anywhere. It could uh, be somewhere you haven't been. Somewhere you really want to go. It could be somewhere you know. Where would you go and why? I right would. Now? This. This one's hard because I genuinely, the best part of fishing is it brings, you could go to so many places and almost always find something to fish. Yeah. Uh, but right now, if I could, and mainly because I will never be able to go there because I'll never be able to afford it, it would be the Seychelles for GT. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> uh-huh. It looks like such a crazy place to go. Yes, it does. And it's like, it's like just an easy twenty grand if you want to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no big deal. Super Jesus. simple, very affordable location. So insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, I mean the Seychelles are definitely a place that we want to check out too. Um, okay, yeah. number three. Then this one is: um, What is your best fishing memory? Um, probably when I last summer I taught my dad how to fly fish and I got him to do his first fish on the fly and it was it, that, to me that was just cool because uh, I've learned everything from yeah. from him my whole life anything like working on my car yeah. conventional fishing hunting I've always learned something from him and I've never taught him something so it was a cool experience to be able to show him how to do something and and it worked out where he caught a fish too and so it was, it was awesome that's a great memory yeah 100% it's oftentimes not those giant permits. It's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that is kind of funny. You know, you think I'd say that. But <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool because usually it's the other way around, right? Like, you know, parents passing on, like, fishing knowledge to kids or whatever, grandparents right. and stuff. So it, it, going, was a it going the other way is pretty yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, okay, so number four then. This question sort of um, might lean into that a little bit. Why do you fly fish? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, there's... A, various reasons um i i do it because i 
it's fun. Yeah. But on a deeper level, you know, for the just to get out of my head, it's the best best thing that I've done for myself as far as self care goes, and probably probably my life. And it's something that I will be old. I'll be ninety on the river still if it lets me. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome, great. yeah. It's a great answer. This is my next, the next one, and the last Mitchie's Fishies Five is my favorite of the Mitchie. I think it's all our favorite. Yeah, I think it's, I think this question, generally speaking, is so all fun. of our favorite it's question. So, fun. <laughs> so this last question is: What if you were a fly pattern? What fly pattern would you be? What fly pattern best represents you, and why? Ooh, <laughs> um, this is a great one, right? It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a good so one. There's so many good flies. Yeah. <laughs> um. I would probably, oh, fuck, I don't know, dude. I mean, my immediate thing that comes to my head is the sparkle minnow because I fucking love that fly. <laughs> and it's, it's and it's, uh, copper is like one of my favorite colors. So there's copper in it and there's yep. gold in it. It's sparkly and it fucking crushes brown fish and they eat it aggressively every time I've used it at least. And streamer fishing is just fucking sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I would say that one for sure. That's a great. Uh, that's a great answer. Sparkle minnows are awesome. Yeah, you can catch some. Yeah. Sparkle minnows are actually really. They're fun. underrated. They're really so good, especially They're around here. I think, uh, like for our brown trout around here, like they are an underrated pattern. Oh, like, smallmouth bass, walleye, yeah. pike. Yes, yeah. exactly. They're yeah. so versatile, and I, I mean, I will fish if it's in the water, and it will eat a fly. I'll try to catch it. Like yeah. I'm not afraid to catch. I'm not. I'm definitely curious for any species. So, so good. the sparkle minnow—no, I've caught the most species on it for sure. I even had a carp try and eat it once. It was sick. Whoa, <laughs> that was pretty rad. That's I couldn't rad. believe it. It didn't—it didn't work, but it tried. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, Kayla. I think to say that uh, you're an incredible angler and an even more fantastic <laughs> guest on the show is an understatement. It's been so good talking to you. Yeah, it's been awesome, Kayla. I hope you had fun because we had fun. Yeah. Oh my that was easy it flew by yeah, I, flew, yeah I fucking flew years. by that was so fun yeah yeah um kayla uh any parting words like where can people find you if if people want to uh, get involved with the mayfly project like what's your handle yeah, is your they, contact if info if you want to get involved they can just message me and i can send them on the right way but um i mean the instagram is probably the best it's just kayla and then two underscores lockhart because someone else had Kayla one underscore Lockhart. There's another girl out there. <laughs> oh, do you have a website or anything as well? Oh yeah, I do. It's it's on my Instagram on the bio. That's way easier than just saying the whole yeah. www.blah.blah.blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can find events and trips on there. Perfect. Check out Kayla two underscores Lockhart on Instagram, um, and also to see all the incredible fish that she's caught and that permit. Uh, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a video of you of you ch- like chasing, chasing after, after it. it. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. I think that's a fun video. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> um, Aldo, where can people find SoFly stuff real well, quick? M- well, Mitch, people can find us at the SoFly crew on Instagram. Um, but the easiest way to find all of our shit is at SoFly.ca. SoFly.ca. You can get to our podcasts, our videos, our photos from there and uh, there's also contact info so you can send in uh suggestions comments concerns uh or suggested stories for yilma's factor fishy real Just or fake Ooh, real or fake help them out and i I'm promise i won't tell stories in. kayla again thank you so much thank you guys cool uh, right. that's it for me mitch yilma hey great meeting you thanks bye guys